0: tells it all regarding family court, other court issues, as well as CPS. I am your host, Marion Petrie. I have a brand new guest on. I have Marcus Hart on. He is an American author, podcaster, recording music artist, journalist, and filmmaker that was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He is currently the founder and CEO of Transform U Media Network, but has done work with other companies such as Rock Nation UK, Animal Music Group, Global Summit Publishing and Conscious Media Relations, and countless more. His first book of six others, My Name is Specialist Marcus C. Hart, Part 1 of 3, was released in 2007. His first single, Grinding All the Time, featuring featuring legendary recording artist Bun B, did over 100,000 views on YouTube in its first month of release. Also, Marcus put out a new book called The Holistic Guide on Mental Health as a guide for today's world. And if you're struggling, take this once-in-a-lifetime chance to change direction, dream bigger, and live confidently without reservations. This book is a companion on your path to excellence and peace. Of mind and I hope it will become your trusted resource for life's journey to wellness and you can find the book on Amazon as well as all his other books so Marcus I'm so glad to have you on and how did you write all these books you're amazing uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know you know I, I tell anybody and, I, and I, you know I have heard people tell me this too it's like you know if, if there's something that come come to you uh, you you write it down. You know, keep keep a keep a notepad around, or even you can even nowadays just just record it. You know, mm-hmm. just record it to a voice memo, and in, and you know, as these ideas come come to mind, because uh, a lot a lot a lot of the the books are are kind of like spin spinoffs of my own life experiences, and um, just just things that I I, I absorb uh, I absorb and observe. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. With all the life experiences, I remember when I was younger trying to write a book and I thought, I don't have an imagination. I have no life experiences until stuff actually happened. (laughs) And then I had something to write about. You know, I don't have an imagination. I don't know how people write novels, you know, um, nonfiction, or uh, fiction, I mean, but, you know, you've done quite a few. And, you know, what inspired you to write all of these that are really helping a lot of people?
1: Yeah, and that's that's uh, mostly part of it. You know, it's the fact that like I gain, I gain, a, I, I gain um, the need to want to help others and, uh, and want to, you know, um, prevent them from like going through some of the things that I, you know, that I necessarily went through or help them through some of the things that like are very similar to what I went through. Um, and even if you didn't go through exactly what I went through. It, it, these a lot of these principles, a lot of these uh, these strategies that I talk about in my books are like really really relatable and are uh, really applicable to like any situation. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you have people contacting you and asking you about how to handle some some of these situations?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I get that all the time. I, uh, even if it's just a family member, <laughs> you know, like,
0: yeah, it's
1: like, they they know of the uh, the mission that like. that that i'm here on earth to do and so uh sometimes people just gravitate towards me and i i I say oh okay you know (laughs) we're gonna do this we're gonna we're gonna talk about talk about this uh but yeah but yeah that 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 happens quite quite often and 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 i have always been sort of like the counselor of the family counselor of uh you know just walking through through life and people seem to like gravitate towards my aura Mm you
0: know i are you taking like crisis calls? Are you getting a lot of them every day? I don't know if you're getting a lot or not.
1: Um. Well, not not so much uh, from you know from the time when uh you know like uh when I when I pastored uh when I when I pastored I you know, I was getting woke up like all, ty- all times of the day. But um, nowadays you know it's yeah, I, I probably I think I average probably about like four or five a week you know where someone yeah. calls me. Hey, Marcus, like, you know, I got this going on, or somebody has sent me an email, uh, someone who's look, been listening to my podcast, and, uh, and and there was a topic that, you know, they had, they wanted a little bit more explanation on, you know, they'd send me an email or or a direct message.
0: Mm-hmm. It, it, when did you start your podcast?
1: Uh, the podcast was uh, started uh, seven years ago, the Transform You Live show. Mm-hmm. um, it And that was, that's actually a spinoff of, like, uh, one of my books, 30 Days to... Uh, transform mentally and spiritually mm-hmm. I, at the time i was uh, looking for a way to like uh g- spread the word more about that book and also uh um you know get on more speaking stages stages but you know seeing like that part of my career is starting to slow down a bit and someone suggested to me that like i start a podcast i said what the heck is a podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> I was like <laughs> like, uh, like many many today and so i you know i googled it and uh, I said, "Oh, that's very similar to radio. I, I can do that, you know, because uh, I had been interviewed a lot during that same year." And I said, "Oh, that'd be cool to be to be to take the uh, the, the person to, uh, to take the seat of the interviewer, you know. I'd rather be in the interviewee." Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so yeah, and uh, out of that, transform your live show was birth.
0: Definitely, and you know, you also wrote the book Ten Things Wisconsin Government Conceal. You know, tell me about that. How did you start that and write that? Sounds very intense
1: yeah that's that's very heavy material and uh I uh, had uh many people you know uh today like you know they 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 say you know they want me to expand more on it because it it was a short paper um that i I turned into a, to a kiddo book um and it it comes from just my experiences uh running for public office i mm-hmm. uh, i ran for public office uh, in 2000 and 2016 uh, I, I was very close to winning and um and what i what i uh, observed uh, just going through that whole political process and you know becoming a politician was that like there's a lot of a lot of things that's going on in our government that you know that people they're just just not honest about mm-hmm. you know and there's a lot of colluding a, a lot of a lot of things that like are you know directly targeted you know at like you know, a a certain set of people, um, you know, that that's just like despicable and, you know, and I felt it was my duty to kind of put that out in the paper.
0: See, I think you should have won because I think you would make a difference in that town. You know, it's a shame because there's a lot of good people that run for these offices. And like you said, they're colluded on, or, you know, there's conflict of interest or, um, you know, I, I don't know if it was like attorneys chipping in for other people's um campaigns. I'm sure yeah. that was going on too
1: oh yeah um <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, just just like trying to get endorsement was like you know it was like okay, you know, uh if you're not in bed with a certain person that you, you you know you're not gonna get a certain endorsement um uh, it it was it was very tough it was very very. Very strange, and like you, you will was, you was see like the obvious, you know, like a uh, way that like you know, once someone get in office, that like they owe, owe somebody else favor because of you know what what you what they promise on the campaign trail, or or um, you know, even what even what they promise on the campaign train trail becomes opposite of what they do in office it's simply because of these conflict of interest, simply because of you know a, a, a lot of these these different and hidden agendas. Um, that um, a lot of these uh, lobby lobbyists uh, come out uh, with huge super PAC support in these candidates and, and a lot of other strange things.
0: Yeah. When you were running your campaign, were you ever threatened?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, in fact, uh, I, I originally initially ran for like state, state Senate, the state Senate seat. And uh, that was the open seat and and then i got phone calls several phone calls from like uh, you know uh, i'm just gonna say liberals uh, and i was very shocked uh these were black liberals uh, that were calling me and say hey no you know um you know you, you shouldn't t- you shouldn't run uh for the seat you know we already got we already got who we want uh for that seat you know um and, and you're not gonna win because we're gonna we're gonna th- uh, load tons of money uh behind behind the person we want in that, in that seat and they should they shouldn't have to run against uh against you, uh you, you know we prefer you to run for a state representative, uh in in district seventeen you you'll have a better chance, um you know and if you don't you know like uh we we'll have this conversation again.
0: Well, that's not that's terrible. Like, how many times did they call you with that?
1: Oh yeah, I, this call was happening every day until until I finally conceded and said. You know this doesn't. This isn't feel safe. You know, so like, I, you know, I, I'm just gonna go ahead and you know, and, and run for state representative. But I, but looking back on it, I kind of, I, I kind of regret, you know, um, kind of stepping away from from that opportunity to to run for state senate because like I definitely would have won. Um, but you know, the level level uh, threats that was coming at me, you know, and, and being as young as I was and and not really having much of a an uh, uh support to kind of like, you know, do something about it. You know, uh, I got more love. I got a huge more um, fan based platform now where if something like that would have happened, um, you know, I, I would have been able to, to counter it.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a shame. It's a shame what they do to people that really can help and make a difference. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, so it, yeah, there's a lot of silence. Uh, they, they try to silence people, you know. Try to silence free thinkers, and um, mm-hmm. it, and I mean, you know, we we talked before, Marianne, about just you, you know the situation you went through in court, and you know, and and just like you know, it, it, it's, it's got to be their way or or the highway,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it, everything they can to 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 silence you.
0: And they're all personality disorders that are doing this. Right. They're not they're not people that want to see progression. They don't want to see um, things change for the better. I don't know why, but <laughs> that's what they're doing.
1: yeah, yeah, it's totally what they're doing, you know, and um it's it's, it's really a shame. and you you find out that you know that these people are, are if they were diagnosed officially, they'd be diagnosed with uh narcissism and in the, the other like you know sick psychopathic uh, disorders that you know that, that points to the reason why they want to you know, hold power over over uh regular class citizens
0: mm-hmm. that's a shame it's a shame uh, you know did that also lead you to write your new book holistic guide to mental health
1: yeah that, that was definitely a part of it uh you know because again you know a lot a lot of a huge part of the population uh, around the world uh, you know, go walk around undiagnosed, and um, and and once they are diagnosed, what tends to happen is they get loaded up with these with these prescription drugs. Um, you know, they're not offered any you know real therapy, or uh, uh, real alternative solutions that that really help uh, the uh, the level of support is uh is just non-existent uh for for people that, that are suffering through mental health and then you know you got big pharma uh that mm-hmm. is just just pushing uh for you know more and more people to to be diagnosed to put on these these prescription drugs and and then you know the of course it, if big pharma is pushing and they got the money they corrupted a lot of our our um, people our policymakers.
0: Mm-hmm. oh definitely and you know people there's a stigma you know going to a psychiatrist you know people you know don't want to go i mean i didn't mind going because i figured you know i i needed um i needed some help to calm down i had such bad anxiety as we talked before and depression and he really he helped and i think he also gave me another medication like it was a third one that i just i didn't like and i said hey I I don't like feeling like this bad. (laughs) Now I'm feeling this crappy. He said, well, I I thought you wanted to feel numb, you know, because he knew all this was just absolutely (laughs) insane. He knew the court system and uh, he says, okay, we'll just wean you off this. I think people need to know that if they do see a psychiatrist or a doctor and they're put on something that they are not happy with, tell the doctor and, you know be open and tell them you want to get off it. Some people feel they are afraid to talk to the doctor. I don't know, but I just thought I'd put that out there,
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's that's very true. like when 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 you are working with any doctor, you know you still are in charge of your health. Mm-hmm. you know know you, you still got the right to you know, tell the doctor, hey, let's try some alternative uh, solutions. Like, I, I've been researching this. I want you to take a look at it, and uh, let's let's move in that direction. Um, I, you know, I, I fought for years, you know, trying to get acupuncture, um, mm-hmm. trying to get, uh, chiropractic services and uh, other other alternative solutions that, like, aren't so abrasive, you know, um, uh, through the VA. And, and mm-hmm. I finally finally able to champion that, you know, a couple of years ago. Uh, and, and now you're seeing more and more vets, uh, getting, uh, getting that type of help. Uh, but you know, to, 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 you know, to your question and to like, you know, just your comment, you know, this, um, you, you can find a lot more relief, uh, a lot more benefit by just working, working in unison with your, your with your doctor, whoever your doctor is, rather than letting them make all the decisions, uh, which a lot of times, you know, unintentionally, and sometimes intentionally, uh, they, they are like pushing these drugs, mm-hmm. uh, because uh, someone says so, right? That's what I love them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, tell me about acupuncture because I some of my friends are doing this, and did it? How does it work, or how does it help you?
1: Uh, so, uh, what what I like about it, uh, like about acupuncture, because uh, what they do, uh, it, it's very different. It's uh, over a two thousand year old uh, ancient Chinese tradition, a traditional medicine, and. Uh, when when you first go in they do a full uh full analysis of you uh, you know of like of your health and uh they, they don't focus on you know where's western medicine you know like kind of treating treating treat the, treat the illness or whatever it is uh, that you uh that's you uh they instead they try to find the underlying underlying reasons and and, and try to tackle those things like you know it may be you know, you may have a liver, uh, liver issue that you didn't, you know, your liver f- might be functioning properly and that may be causing you to have uh, all these other uh, issues. Um, you know, maybe you uh, have uh, issues, um, you know, that's uh, dealing with your blood circulation mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, and a lot of that can like, you know, uh, you know, screw up a lot of other things going on in your body. So, you know, after they do this full analysis, um, you, you finally come in, you know, for a couple of treatments and and you lay on the bed, you know, and they, they got these little small. Needles, uh, needles. You can you can barely feel them. You know, you might feel the first one, and then after that, you don't feel anything. Uh-huh. And they put them in different points of the body, and um, to, to allow the body to you know to heal itself the way it's supposed to.
0: Yeah, that's fascinating. That always fascinated me, and um, you know, I'm glad you wrote this book on mental health because especially now things have just gotten crazier in this world, and you know, it just. People, everybody needs help of some sort.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah when you think about inflation. when You think about the pandemic. Um. You know. And and then this 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 uh, invisible war we're fighting with uh, Russia. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of a lot of lot of lot of things that uh, you know people today are just lightly traumatized by. You know, and then you want to then you go, go into the households. You know, there's uh, more more things they, they're you know suffering with, you know, and, and dealing with like you know, um, you know, relationship issues and, and kids. You know, kids are kind of spiraling out of control, uh, mm-hmm. because of the, the amount of like negative entertainment that's being pushed and uh, put out to mainstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 so, and so uh, what you, what you end up finding out is that. Uh, you know the lack of support lack of emotional support and the, the lack of uh like a lack of guidance uh, to, uh, to to kind of deal with like some of these underlying uh, mental health issues is just not there. and so you got an increase of suicide uh especially among men um because they just don't feel appreciated they don't feel loved uh you got you know even have got you got women that are you know just um you know trying to try to push through every day and and you know just it's getting it's getting broached it's getting bad
0: mm-hmm. it just it seems like it's just not a safe place to bring a baby into this world I hate to sound like Margaret Sanger but I mean <laughs> it's it's really scary I'm if I was 22 I would definitely not be bringing a kid into this world knowing what I know it's pretty mm-hmm. pathetic
1: uh, no, absolutely, and you know I, I fear for my kids' life all, all the time. Um, you know, I, I you know I'm, I, I try not to be a helicopter dad. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, of all that. I try to try to ask the questions uh, that that needs to be asked. Uh, you know, I I, I try to. You know, uh, let them know that, like, hey, you love, you appreciate it. You know, you can talk to dad whenever you want to, and if you can't talk to dad, there's counselors at your school. You know, know who your counselor is at your school, and uh, and you know, you, you always got like other family members that care too. You know, so you know, it, it, it is tough because the the amount of influence that you know you, that these these phones got on on these kids and and, and just like mainstream media is uh, and then if it's not corrupting your kid directly, you know, they, they still got their friends that's going to like kind of, you know, put them, put them on the game about like, Hey, you, you check this out, you know, you need to check this out. And and so, you know, you, you working with a lot of, working against a lot of forces um, mm-hmm. when you're in this, in this crazy world. today.
0: Yeah. And do you find, you know, your pastor helpful? Do you recommend to people to talk to their pastor or priest or rabbi um get some support there
1: yeah i was just talking uh with um uh with with someone um yesterday on, on my pod and um we, you know mike gibson uh from nfl star uh who um you know who found himself in, in you know very heavily addicted to drugs and, and alcohol and um you know one thing we both agreed on is the, the importance of having a you know a top five Number of people that you can reach out to, and uh, and one, one person on that list is like someone who can provide spiritual support. Um, I myself, I got like I got three people for <laughs> some spiritual support. You know, mm-hmm. uh, one uh, one is a priest, uh, one is uh, a, a military chaplain, mm-hmm. and and the other one is just uh, you know a very experienced, experienced uh, Christian uh, that uh, you know that I can just go and talk to about things. Uh, th- these these are uh, powerful. This is that's a powerful, definitely a powerful op- option to have on your top five people uh, oh, yeah. to talk to when when a crisis strikes, mm-hmm. or you know, you need someone to talk to and hear you out and vent to.
0: It. Right. I mean, I have a friend who is a, well, she's a veteran and uh, she was also a psych nurse for like, I don't know, 20 to 30 years. And uh, she's great to talk to. Even when I was raising kids, she doesn't have kids of her own, but she gave good parenting advice. And, uh, you know, that's what you need when you, you know, kind of don't know what to do in a situation. You can call someone up and say, Hey, what would you do? And, um, and the reason why I had called her was because remember when they were coming out with that timeout, if your three-year-old is needing a timeout, just mm-hmm. it's it's one minute per age. Like, yeah, <laughs> why would you give a three-year-old three minutes? So I did. And it just wasn't working. So I called, right. I called Jenny up and I said, what would you do? I mean, this is three minutes is not working for this three-year-old. She said, I set the timer to 12 minutes so i I did <laughs> when she was being bad, and, and so I had her sitting on this fluffy little chair and whatever, and I walked by, and she goes, "But Mommy, I love you." I said, "Yes, I love you too, but you can't talk to Mommy like that, and you've got ten more minutes <laughs> and then, after that, I swear to you, she never did it again. Twelve minutes was enough,
1: yeah, I mean yeah, sometimes <laughs> they roll out roll out things like you know that that uh they think it's all one size fit all, but you know, right? It, but like that was that was a real good, real good, like a real good advice you got, and you know, I, I do the same thing with my kids. I do. Yeah, uh, it was a book that I that I read back then. Magic one, two, three, I believe it is. You know, give them the three strikes and then you're out. And, yeah. and then it's one one minute per, per per the age of the kid. Uh But you know, sometimes you, yeah, you do gotta adjust that. You know, you gotta you know maybe leave them there and it's a little bit alone.
0: Well, you get a super smart kid. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. And then they know how to beat this timeout thing. Yeah, but, they beat
1: the, beat the system.
0: So. Yeah, that. Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, I remember her. We were uh, arguing in the car. It was well, not an argument. It was like a almost like I don't know what it was, but we were talking about adultery,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that you know uh, I had gotten an annulment and I was remarrying. But she brought up, you know, it's still adultery. It was an argument I couldn't, I couldn't argue back. I told her to go be a lawyer. I just, I just don't know what to do. But yeah, I mean, some of these kids are super smart nowadays.
1: Yeah, yeah, they definitely are. You know, I, I, I got my, my my daughter. You know, my um, seven year old daughter. Uh, you know she she's she has she has quite a bit of like behavior issues in school, mm-hmm. uh. But you know what what you know but like what what is crazy is that she she'll go to daycare, totally totally different kid. You know like it's night and day. Like okay, so so I came up with the idea. You know I, with her mom, I said, listen, you know we got to start telling her, uh, we got to kind of coach her uh, through this like, before she ahead of time before she go to school. Like hey, let her know that like you know you got to do the same thing you do at daycare at school Uh, and you know so um, and she said okay well if I do that for a week will I get a reward
0: (laughs) oh yeah 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 these kids want rewards for everything (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. but you know sometimes that can work in your favor Uh, Mm -hmm. I was getting my boys um, little jobs when you know around the neighborhood like leaves mowing and um you know they would get paid by whoever and they they like that and they had developed a good work ethic
1: yeah yeah and 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 you really should reward your kids and you know and you know but what but like what i what i definitely try to keep an eye on is like you know the the manipulation that you know like it because like you you, what you'll find out is like okay well you are you only doing this because you want something
0: Mm -hmm. you know or you
1: you, you really learn it uh so you you gotta check in with them and you know and then make sure they're like, hey, you know like there there is uh more than just trying to get the get the reward, get the uh the 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 movie night or whatever it is you want <laughs> so, like, yeah, I
0: yeah. think I, more than ever I just being a parent is to get that work ethic into their heads because a lot of people just I don't know, they just don't wanna work anymore.
1: No, they don't. They don't. Um, and you, and you, you find out that like, you know, uh, it is equally important too as a parent to like kind of like, you know, be the leader in like working, like, you know, uh, working around the house, you know, make sure the mm-hmm. kids see uh, working around the house, keeping the house organized, uh, make sure the kids like know that like, you know, there's a purpose outside of, you know, that you do outside of like being a parent um you know so th- there's these different things that like really matter and like uh you know, they really come back and they'll bite you in the in the rear end as the kids are growing because like you know because then they can look at you and say like hey, you've been a hypocrite all the, all this time
0: mm-hmm. you know so. yeah definitely oh we we could talk forever on this subject but i will keep <laughs> i will keep you all morning <laughs> is there anything else you'd like to add um
1: it. What I, I definitely would like to add is that, it, especially during during these times of the of the year, you know, and and then going into the new year, um, especially because at the time of this recording, like we we were right here before uh, you know, the new year's, uh, bringing in, there's a lot of pressure. You know, people get a lot of pressure to like you know, to want to change, quote unquote, change. Yeah. You know uh, things about themselves. Uh, it's a lot of pressure to change even change your, your situation if you're in a situation that you don't like uh, but you know my, my my whole uh advice to that is, is just be compassionate to yourself mm-hmm. you know be yourself um uh, you know do write down these things that you that you would like you know these mm-hmm. goals that you aim for but you know take it day by day you know take it moment by moment you know look just like you know celebrate the small wins mm-hmm. so that like up into big wins you know and i, I think there's a, a lot of a lot, a lot of lack of compassion for oneself and because of like you know the, the pressures of social media you know scrolling down your timeline and, and you're seeing what else someone else is doing and you know we, we got to bring it back you know to to remember that like the uh how do we feel about ourselves check mm-hmm. in with yourself often you know um ask, external support, you know, um, in that extent, like, hey, you know, uh, is there something, something I can do um, differently to kind of like work towards this, you know, um, and just don't make a, a resolution just because it's a thing to do, you know, mm-hmm. as a, that little small goals every day, that's just going to roll up, roll, roll and push you forward towards your big goal. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, how can people reach you if they have any questions?
1: Oh yeah, uh, very easy. Uh, I'm, I'm I'm available on uh, Instagram. You know, my IG is Marcus Hart underscore official. Um, that seems to be everyone's favorite way to uh, reach out me, reach out to me directly on there. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, uh, Marcus Hart, um, official four one four, I believe it is. Um, and and of course, uh, you can you can check out on my podcast on any podcast app. Uh, on youtube just by searching the transform you live show um you'll, you'll you'll even find the episode with me and marianne on there too yeah. A very episode we did uh so so yeah um that that is the the best ways to reach me out and i'm on twitter too marcus underscore heart
0: excellent well yeah you know, i like to have you back on again and um we just have great conversations so i will let i will let you go enjoy your day and um uh, don't jump off. Slam the yeah. Gables and podcast to help the public understand what really goes on in these family courtrooms. I am your host, Marianne Petrie, author of *Dismantling Family Court Corruption*: Why Taking the Kids Was Not Enough and *Cry Out for Justice: Poems of Truth*. Please join us again here with Marcus Hart in the future and other exciting guests. Thank you so much, Marcus.
1: Very welcome. <laughs>